Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. And everybody says, Amen, Hallelujah, you may take your seats. Thank you, Father. Welcome to all our local people. Welcome to all our online viewers. And um, thank you for taking the time out to come and listen to the Word of God. To come and be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because He's the only one who can inspire us through our vessels, through us, the ministers of God, through us, of the, the, the ministers of, the, of His Word. Amen. But He inspires. It's His power. It's His power. The power of the Holy Spirit. The power of God that raises the dead. The power of God that heals the sick. The power of the Holy Spirit that sets us free. You might ask, free from what? Ha! Huh? Ha! Huh? Set us free. Set us free from addictions. Set us free from whatever is not from God. That's why David prayed. He said, Lord God, remove the stuff which is not from you. Remove it out of me. What was he saying there? He was saying, God, make me free. Set me free. I don't want to do the stuff anymore that I'm doing. I don't want to look at the stuff that I'm looking at anymore. I don't want to say the stuff that I should not say. I should not act the way I act sometimes. Right? Right? That is freedom and liberty. When you give that stuff to God, it's dealt with. He sets us free. Amen? So this morning, I want to just talk to us about plugging into the power of God. Plugging into the power of God. How? Where? When? Let's go and listen. Our source of power is the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That is the source. Not in ourselves, because we fail. But in humility and humbleness, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and the power of Jesus, and the power of the Father, we can do mighty things through Him. Amen? So it's an attitude change sometimes. It's not us. We are the vessels. We are the ministers. We build ourselves up in faith when we confess the Word of God. Faith gets built up, right? Who needs faith building up? Me for sure. I need faith building up. God has to help us to build up our faith. How? By reading and listening to the Word of God. We experience greater confidence when we understand the Word and walk in His revelation. What's, what revelation are you talking about, Pastor? First of all, the heart of the Father. Do you know who the Father is? Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know who the Holy Spirit is, the man of the Holy Spirit? Do you know that Father God is a good, good Father for us? He only wants the best for us. Do you know the Father? Hmm. The revelation. Prayer plugs us into the power source. When we speak to God, when we talk to Him, prayer connects us to God and allows His Holy Spirit and the power to flow to us in any situation and through us. Amen? Prayer. 
prayer. Not, not religious prayer. A normal conversation with God. A petition to God. A, 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 a helping hand from God. Lord, we need your help now. We need your help. That's it. That can be a prayer. Lord, I'm sitting in this situation. I need your help. Right? Say amen. Hallelujah. Salvation is the basis of warfare. We have to be saved. Salvation, we have to be saved. When we are saved, we know we stand in the kingdom of God, not in the kingdom of darkness. And there's a whole procedure of it. It's a thing to get saved. You give your life to God. You give your heart to Jesus. You get baptized. Then you stand in the kingdom of God. Salvation is yours and mine. Secondly, a believer also needs the infilling of the Holy Spirit. What? what? The infilling of the Holy Spirit, Pastor? What are you talking Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, fill me right now. I've given my heart to Jesus. I've given my life over to God. Come Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my spirit. I invite you into my body. The infilling of the Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit that you fill me right now with your fire, with your power. Come Holy Spirit. I'm open for you. Everybody says, Amen. The infilling of the Holy Spirit. It has to be sincere. You have to feel it. You can cry. You can get goosebumps. doesn't matter. It has to be sincere. Amen. Believers must live holy lives that are submitted to the Holy Spirit. We can't just go and do whatever we want and sin left, right, and center. No, but God's grace is sufficient for me. So what happens? What needs to happen is our flesh needs to die because that's the first place where sin comes in. Our flesh. Our fleshly desires. Our flesh has to die and the Spirit of God has to raised, be raised up in us more and more every day. It's not a one-time occurrence. We are commanded to walk in the Spirit. This will ensure us of continual victory and breakthrough. So amen to that. So I have victory. No, you're not saying convincingly. I have victory. I have breakthrough. Breakthrough is here. Not tomorrow. Not Father, um, hopefully I'll get a Breakthrough next year or in 10 years' time, whatever. Now, today, yes, our visions and our missions and our visions has to be in place for whatever year you are envisioning something. Next year, next month, whatever. The Holy Spirit was and is the source of Jesus' power and wisdom. Jesus is sitting on the right hand of Father God right now, interceding for us. Who is here with us? The Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to leave you a powerful Holy Spirit. A powerful Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost power. 
Say, Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Amen. Holy Ghost power. We are told to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Ephesians 6.10. We walk and war in His strength. We cannot do it alone. I've tried. Who has, who's also has tried to walk alone? Probably all of us. We've tried walking alone. We fail. We fail. And that's what the enemy wants. How does he get you? He gets you when you are alone. <laughs> he gets you when you walk away from God and you're standing alone there on your, on your lonesome. He gets you. Right? So we should not move away from God. We should not move away from the Holy Spirit that only wants to love us. The Father who's only standing there with His arms wide open. Only love and compassion and grace and mercy is in His heart and in His hands. How can we move away from that? The fleshly desires. The fleshly desires can move us away from the Father's lap. Right? Small things. Doesn't matter what it is. Small things, big things. Doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say thank you, Holy Spirit, for talking to me right now. That's right. We are not confident in our own strength. We cannot allow pride to open the door for destruction. The Lord is a man of war. He will fight our battles. The battle is yours, Lord. And that song, that, that lyrics that we sang, we don't have to look at the cross anymore because the tomb is empty. He's risen. He's done it. He took all our stuff past and future, on him, on the cross. And that's been dealt with. Done. It settles it. Amen? Hallelujah. We depend upon his power and direction. We depend on him. We depend upon his word and his spirit. God gives grace to the humble. The Lord is the strength of my life. This gives me the ability to overcome all fear. And yes, fear comes. Oh, sorry, it only comes to me, not to you. Fear comes. It wants to come. It, it, it like comes. But our God is mightier. That's why we need a community. That's why we need people around us to lift us up when the fear wants to come. Right? If you stand alone, the enemy is going to get you. But when you're in the fire, you'll be hot as a coal. And the enemy and his demons and his sort of stuff can't get near you. They will burn up. Don't stand alone. Don't ever, 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 ever think that you are alone. Hmm. 
I'm touching some nerves now. Don't ever think that you are standing alone. You're not alone. I'm not alone. Even if you live alone, you're not alone. Even if you go to work alone, you're not alone. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, David says, this was, this was the key of David's victories. David was a king who knew how to depend upon the Lord. Even in, doesn't matter what he did. David won many battles and overcome all of his enemies. The Lord taught David how to war. God wasn't or was David's power and source. It started with Goliath when he was only young. He said to Goliath, you're not coming against my God. If you come against my God, my God is with me. Right? He understood. He wasn't alone. He confessed that the Lord was his strength. David was a man of prayer and worship. We know that. He enjoyed the Lord's presence. He wasn't in the presence of the Lord when he sinned. <laughs> because God can't be there when we are fleshly, when we are in our sin. God, is, it, it can't, God does not accept that because we are in sin. But His grace and His mercy is more than sufficient. When me and you step out of that place of sin or selfishness or fleshly desires, then God says, welcome my son and my daughter. I've always been there for you. Amen? Am I talking the truth? Am I contradicting myself? No. The word, the word, stick with the word. There is no substitute for a life of praise and worship. We praise Him, we worship Him. When we call upon the Lord, He will show us great and mighty things. When? It's conditional. In computer science, computer programming, you have to tell the computer what to do with conditional commands. When this happens, do that. If this happens, do that. When this and this and this and this happen, do that. So when we call upon the Lord, because you can choose not to call upon the Lord and do it yourself and try it yourself. <laughs> but when we call upon the Lord, He will show us great and mighty things. He will show it to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Word of God is a sword of the Spirit, right? A sword is used where? In warfare. The Lord will teach you how to use the sword, the Word of God. Nothing shall by any means hurt or harm me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. All things will work out for good for those who love the Lord and are called to his purpose. Amen? You will use it against the spiritual enemies of your soul. Confessing the word of God is an important part of every believer's spiritual life. Confessing the word. If you don't know how to pray or what to pray, just open the Bible. Go to Psalms. Go to John. Go to anywhere. Salvation comes from confessing with our mouth, right? 
Salvation comes by confessing with our mouths, right? The mouth is connected to the... Heart. The word of God released from the mouth will be planted in your heart. Faith is released from the mouth. How do we speak? What do we say about circumstances? What do we say about our bodies? What do we say about our lives? What, about, what, do, what do you say about your financial situation? What do you say? What do you say about your relationship with your wife and your husband or your or your friends? What do we speak? What do we say? What do we say? We say stupid stuff sometimes, like doodrech in Afrikaans. Dead right. Janier. Yes, no. Is it now yes or is it now no? <laughs> right? Ek is I'm crazy about the weather. Crazy? Crazy? Really? Do you want to be crazy in five years' time or ten years' time? Try not to use those words because it comes from the mouth. I know sometimes languages and tradition and culture engraves that stuff into us. Because my mother said that, my father said that, my grandmother said that, my great. So it like gets onto us. Not by choice, we just hear it as children. You just hear it. You didn't make a choice, it just came. But we have a choice now. As adults, as saved people, as people in the kingdom of God, as people who know the word of God. We can make the choice now. Right? <laughs> we help each other, me and Renata. We help each other. Often I still speak wrong stuff. And she says, what? What? What do you say there? <laughs> you know her. <laughs> you know, what? And then you realize, so what needs to happen? A reprogramming of our mind. How? By reading the word. What's in the word? God is the source of all our victories and breakthrough. He's the source. He is the source of our wisdom and strategies. Hmm. Who of you sitting here right now and listening needs a strategy in business this week? Come on. I up. So who do, we, who do we ask for strategy? We ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you a strategy for, this, for business for this week. Amen? Talk to the Father. Holy Spirit, I need a strategy this week for business. I need, I need them, needs to be, happen a shift in my business. Lord, open a door. Show me a person. Introduce me to a person. Hmm. God uses people. He uses people. Just a short testimony. In my IT business, I employed a new person as an IT engineer in my business. Right? How did I come to know about him? Let me tell you. Through two people in this church. 
And they didn't tell me, I must phone him or I must, I must do this. They just knew him and they just knew him and they just talked to him. I phoned him eventually. If he's interested in a job, he said, yeah, he might be. We talked. Now he's working for me. Exactly. God uses people. Amen? Think about it. You might be at a place in your workplace or your, or your wife or your husband through people. Godly inspired people. Right? I want to say this. Godly inspired people with integrity, with a spirit of excellence, right? People who you can trust, right? Are you going to trust the person who has no money, no vehicle, no house, and you're going to go to him for counseling on finances? Not likely. Amen? Would I perhaps go to a person like Mark Shuttleworth or Warren Buffett or Donald Trump for financial advice? Yes, probably. Right? <laughs> it's just out there. Use it or lose it. Or kicks. I got so cross with the rugby yesterday. They kick all the position away. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That you are full of humor. That you use this everyday situations for your word and revelation. Amen? Right. Where are we? Okay. Let's do a few confessions. Who's ready for confessions? Because we need to speak the word. Only one, two people. All right, you two stand up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the rest, you can go if you want. <laughs> You're more than welcome. It's going to be a long service. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm watching the time. Right. Let's start this, Isaiah 54, 17. And now as we read this together, make it your own. I'm not going to change the words now for I and me and you and, and who else and our and family, blah, blah, blah. But just make it your own in your heart. But no weapon. Okay, now all together. It's a confession. Okay, one. must be quiet. <laughs> right, let's go. But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. The peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me, Jesus. This is that which I impart to them as, they, as the justification says the Lord. Who said this? Says the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54, 14. Are you ready? You shall establish... Who? Oh, 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 oh. Cut. Me, I, 
You shall, right, let's go, one, two, three. You shall establish yourself in righteousness, rightness, in conformity with God's will and order. Stop. Not our own will. <sighs> no, it's my, Lord, I want to, I just want to do this quickly and then I'll, I'll come back to you. Um, hold that thought. <laughs> That's what we do sometimes, right? We do that sometimes. Right, from the, from the, is there a colon? From the colon, from, from you. You shall be far from even the thought of oppression and destruction. For you shall not fear and from terror. For it shall not come near me. It shall not come near me. Amen. Hallelujah. Next one, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4. I must Right, let's go. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrowing and destruction of strongholds. They are mighty before God for the overthrow. God will overthrow. God will destroy the strongholds. Strongholds. What's a stronghold? Sometimes the enemy has you in a place where you can't get out. It's a strong hold on you, on your thoughts, or what you say. I don't respect my husband, or I don't respect my wife. That's a stronghold. And the enemy's got you there. It's got something on you. But they are mighty before God for the overthrowing and destruction of strongholds. God, ask him. Lord, I need, to, I need to respect my wife more. I need to respect my husband more. I need to respect the people at work more. Lord, remove this racism from my heart. I need to, to, to respect every person. If he's sweeping the street, streets or, or washing my clothes or being the CEO of um, Anglo-American, I have to respect every person. Amen? That's what God expects from us. Those strongholds, those small things that, that hinder us. And what does those strongholds do? It removes the happiness from your life. It removes the joy from our lives. Right? <clears throat> Road rage. Lying on the hooter. <clears throat> I'm like that. Can't you drive properly? Where's your indicator? Or oh, the indicator is flashing right, but they're turning left. It's like, okay, I also forget my indicator sometimes. Can't that person drive? <laughs> I mean, those little strongholds, that, that little stuff that, that takes out joy, and when you get angry, it, your joy is gone. Out the window. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. You are enlightening my mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another one. Ephesians 
I'm, by the way, I'm going out of the Amplified Classic translation. Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith, upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked. Right? Verse 17 as well. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword that the, that the Spirit wields, which is the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Paul wrote to the Galatians here, Galatians 3.13. Let me read this to you. Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse of the law, the law of the Old Testament. How I many exactly? 836,500? No. <laughs> he redeemed us from, those, from, the, from that law. We have to do this and 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 this. Oh, man, I can't even do the first one. Right? But Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse. It's like Christ plucked us from that curse and plucked us out. But we have to give over to him to plug you out. You have to, we have to give over to, Christ plug me out. I will plug you out, my son. We have to give over. It's choice. If, that's right, here it comes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A lot of people say, but God, God must, Jesus Christ died for everybody in the whole world, so everybody should be saved. So why is everybody not saved? Why is the Great Commission still going on? Go out there, preach your gospel, heal the sick. Why is God still, still, still saying that in His Word? There are still people who are unsaved. Why? It's because it's a choice. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make a choice. I want someone else to make a choice for me. Hmm. Pride. Right? In this news, it, modern world, people don't want to take accountability for what, what they're saying or doing or whatever. No, no, I'm not, no, 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 it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it was someone else. Um, right? Accountability. So, what does verse 13 say here? Christ purchased our freedom from the curse of the law. And that curse of the law and its condemnation, the law condemns the old law by himself becoming a curse for us. He took all that curses from us. Remember, Jesus was a rabbi. He knew the law, the old law. Right? He was a teacher. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, he is crucified. He took it. He took it. He took it. I'm going to stop there. He took it for you and me. So that we can walk in freedom, liberty, joy, in grace, in mercy, in love, that what God is representing, that is God's character. Amen? <laughs> Smile. I want to see some teeth. Smile. Because this is good news. Smile. You at home, on your couch, in the car, smile. <laughs> this is good news. Or is it bad news? It's good news. 
Who needs good news in this world? Hmm. This is good news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the one that puts your words in my mouth, that you are enlightening our minds so that we can think in a new light of who God is and who, who the Father is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is. That they are full of grace, full of mercy, full of salvation, redemption. Jesus, you are the bright morning star. You are the Messiah, the anointed one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that I can seal off this word by the blood of Jesus. That this word will not depart from us, will not depart from my mind and my heart and my mouth. That That I will be mindful in what I'm saying. That my mind will be reprogrammed according to the word of God. What he says about me. What he says about my circumstance. What he says about my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, everybody. We're gonna, I'm going to pray for people. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. Because there's always people who need prayer. There's always some of us that need something. We, we, don't get me wrong, not need something from God, but we need to petition the throne room of God for something. We need help sometimes. Amen? Thank you, Father. If you leave, there is a box in the back. There's a Yoko machine that takes cards. And there's obviously the, the website for EFT and also Yoko machines that you can visit later on or wherever. And I want to thank you for your tithing. I want to thank you for your offering and your offering up. For whatever you are sowing into this ministry makes this possible. Makes that possible over the airways. Feeding the hungry. Food to the back in the crates. It's not only that, but greater than that, your reward for your seed. If you don't plant, you don't get a milli. If you don't plant, you don't get a pumpkin. Right? If you don't have money to sow, don't say, okay, I don't have money to sow. Sow whatever. Sow time. Sow love. Amen? So I want to thank you and I bless every seed that goes into this ministry. Every, every single cent is blessed in the name of Jesus. And it will heal a harvest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are shown to me right now as I'm praying this, that some of you will be surprised of your harvest. It will not make sense to you. It will not make sense to you, I'm saying. Don't try and work it out. A tenth is 10%, but this can't be 10. This is more God. The kingdom of God works in mysterious ways. We don't always understand the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I pray for financial breakthrough for people right now in the name of Jesus. Financial breakthrough, Lord. I, I pray for an open door for, for, for work, for job. doesn't matter what the work is. To earn a living. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, we petition your throne right now. Lord, we know without money, we can't eat. We have to beg. Father, we know in an engine there needs to be oil for it to operate. Father, and we know you say in the Old Testament Deuteronomy, you will give us wisdom to become rich. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord. Amen. That's right. That's what I want to do. Last week, the Holy Spirit told me, we must pray for your wallets. So if you have a wallet here, or a card, or a cent, or a rand, or a note, whatever it is, come. why are you frowning at me? Sorry? I see this. <laughs> the last week, he told me to we must pray for your wallets. Your a wallet, or your purse, or whatever, your handbag, is only a symbol. That's not where the money lies. That's not the source. Don't get me wrong. It's only an earthly symbol where we keep our finances, our cards, and blah, blah. So, let's go. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.